0: Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the wash Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for the last few weeks. The last few weeks have been absolutely mental. Having the likes of Siobhan, Sinead, Becca, Larry, uh, it's been crazy. And the amount of listens has gone through the roof. So thank you so much for all the likes and shares uh, through the social media uh, outlets as well. This week is awesome as well. I've got an awesome guest, Sarah Maloney. So Sarah is at Star Street on Instagram. She's an online coach and social media influencer. Sarah is a WBFF pro diva as well. Uh, she her main goal is to help people feel good about themselves through being strong, and she is absolutely awesome at this. Her message is incre- incredible, and I think that's why people so many people resonate with her. Uh, that the fact that she's been through the journey herself. And she's made the mistakes, which a lot of people in the fitness industry are afraid that they've actually made the mistakes. And her honesty is so refreshing. So thank you so much for coming on today, Sarah. Thank you for
1: having me.
0: <laughs> so, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you kind of got into the the fitness realm and kind of the realm of kind of influencing, as, as they as they say. Oh
1: my god! Uh, well, I started like super super young. I don't even have, I don't even know where it came. About, I suppose, is because I was doing the, like the basketball, like team sports for so long in school. I did basketball for like six years and I actually hated the team aspect of it because I hated feel like I was letting people down in like team sports. So then I decided oh, I still enjoyed fitness and doing something like as a hobby. So then that's when I got into the weight training side of things. I think I started that at like 16 or something like that. But I did that for like all the wrong reasons, like the sole purpose of me going into looking at my nutrition and training was to for like some trip that we had in like fourth fourth class no fourth transition year so fourth year um and we were doing something i don't know it it meant i think we were in like wetsuits or something like that so i was like jesus christ i was like freaking out so that's how I started doing the whole nutrition side of things and trying to get into the train to try and change my shape and feel a lot better but i went through all the like usual youtube looking at all the smoothies the salads and all those fancy ways they put it on youtube and all the rest i had absolutely no idea and then that kind of led me on into different routes that i was doing and took on crazy fads and led me into binge eating and finally then pulled myself out of that and actually got some help in terms of a coach to help me along the way because i didn't have any direction of where i was going i was just doing it all myself stressing myself out frustrating myself out making wrong decisions thinking i could do it myself and then that's when i kind of got side of things then brought me through proper training that's where i learned about flexible dieting and that's how i started then going into the compete side of things and it kind of just went from there
0: i suppose that's awesome um and the fact that you're, you're, you're so honest about the fact that you've kind of done you've had issues with binge eating and stuff like that before and was did you did you kind of work on that with someone or did you talk to someone about it or how do you kind of how did you kind of deal with those kind of issues and stuff?
1: See, I knew it was, I knew it was wrong myself. Like, I, was, it was ruining my life throughout the week in terms of, like, not being able to do any social, games, social occasions because I had to wait until Saturday for my cheat day. And I knew even on the Saturday how I felt going to bed. I was like, this is not right at all. I was losing complete control. And I actually, and the reason why, like, I started, um Instagram and doing like trying to reply now to direct messages of it is because I reached out to someone on Instagram that I was following for ages, and I asked her what she thought, and that's how I actually originally found out about tracking and saying how I can incorporate these foods. And this was like a bloody Christmas day for me. I was like, "Can you actually do this?" And that's actually how I figured things out from there. I then was watching videos. Then I got a coach. So people messaging me with kind of problems in like not know what to do or making kind of mistakes like that, or that's why I like. Instagram
0: and being able to reply to you because I was that one of those people not too long ago. Yeah, it's it's funny how everyone kind of people start as well. I can resonate with that. My I, I think I listened to I think I was listening to a podcast and it was it just happened to be Brian Keynes. I just thought it, there was something about negative people or something like that. I was the, kind of the that's where I was at that time in my life. I was kind of like I was struggling with that, and it was like literally. That was kind of I just needed to hear it from someone else. I knew the I knew that I had an issue with kind of dealing with all that kind of stuff. And I've suffered from mental health issues. And uh I can I, I literally messaged him one day and then probably about two months later I met him face to face. So it is it's it's gas how social media can bring so many people from different realms to to together. Um and you you compete as well, Sarah. Um tell us a little bit more how you kind of got into that realm. That's a kind of That's a scary realm. I know there's a lot of people that I work with now and there's people in our gym that are kind of getting ready for competitions that are just as Europeans and stuff. How did you kind of get into that world?
1: Um, First of all, I think competing is getting such a bad rap now and it's so annoying because now I'm lucky I was someone who did it right and I think people just jump into things because it's like a trend or they see all the kind of famous people doing it. But I didn't do it. I I think I did it when I was 18. for my first show. So it wasn't as big of a deal as it is now and that's why I think it's getting such a bad rap because people are just hopping onto it because now it's on Instagram and everybody's doing it and getting in shape because of it. But I did it because I was weight training for a while and then I got a coach and I reached out to the coach because I wanted to compete. But straight away, they put me in my place and they were like, you're not in a position to do that whatsoever. And that's when I actually started my lean gaining phase. I got, I was like two stone heavier and... I during that phase that I did for about a year, I actually grew to actually like my body even more. I had like two stone heavier. So I was happy and I knew that if I did a dive phase and got super lean, I'd actually be happy to come back to where I was because I was happy before I even started prep. So I think people make the mistake and doing a show because they want to get really lean and see all this, but you have to make sure that you're actually happy where you're at first before you go into doing that. And that's why I think I was so successful in being able to come out my shows with no with no issues
0: yeah I I did I didn't do a show I did a fitness photo shoot and I thought I was ahead of where I was and realistically I probably shouldn't have done it and I messed my head up my head a little bit regarding the food and stuff uh, and I literally cannot look at an egg white or a tin of salmon or a tin of tuna ever again if they come near me I will gag uh, but I thought I was I only gave myself probably about 12 weeks and I probably lost nine kilos in 12 weeks. And I'm I'm not I'm not the biggest lad in the world like I'm quite slight. so I think I went down to 66 67 kilos and I'm five foot 10 so it's quite I look like something off a trokra box uh which was great. Uh, and I just, I just didn't look well. I could see, could see my ribs, and like the tan helped a little bit of definition. But oh, I'd looked. I didn't like the photos, and that wasn't. That was nothing to do with my coach. That was nothing to do with the photographer. That was literally just me thinking I was ahead of where I was. Um, I just took a little bit of time to kind of rebound. How often are you kind of training at the minute, sir? At the moment, it's it completely varies now. At the moment, like fit, like trains me now. Like I don't do this
1: whole strict. Bleeding, like bulking faces anymore. I just I'm not in. I do want to compete again, but I'm not. It's so strict with everything now. This is the first year now. I haven't been super strict since my last show because I I don't think I'd be able to keep up with. It. So my training varies. Like the majority of time, it's four days, maybe five days. Sometimes I've been lucky. Then it was three days. It's I'm kind of just trying to work with like lifestyle in terms of like what I was when I'm working and stuff that. So. I just do it when I want to, when I can, and I actually enjoy it when I'm doing it. It's not like prep and you have to go because you need to go because of this. So I, it does vary now, and I'm actually happy doing that I think it's it's a bit the best approach I've actually taken in a long time.
0: And do you kind of mix in a little bit of cardio, or are you kind of a little bit of weights, so you kind of what's your cardio? No, this,
1: like? this is actually the first time I've actually consistently did cardio and actually enjoyed it. I actually love like I when I started my. The prep for last year, and I got onto the stairmaster. I actually could not believe how unfit I've gotten, and I do not want to come back to that again. And even like doing any, if I was ever doing getting and phase again or book, I keep cardioing. I do not want to feel like
0: that again. It's horrible. It's and a horrible really feeling.
1: Really it's a
0: horrible feeling, kind <laughs> of. Yeah, and like, are you? Get boring. Are you tracking religiously at the minute, or you kind of? What's your tracking system at the minute?
1: The past three weeks now. I've been tracking again. Like since November, like I did, like last year was an entire year of prepping nearly. So when that show finished, the last thing I wanted to do was look at my fitness style ever again. So in the past three weeks now, I've been actually consistently tracking again. Just to get back into gear.
0: Yeah, that, that, I, I I stopped tracking when I came back. Um, Just to kind of, I feel better and I feel better in the gym for it. Uh, It's just trying to eat enough. I'm on a silly amount of carbs at the minute because I'm trying to put weight back on. And trying to get the carbs in is the most difficult thing in the world. It's, I think I'm on 500 grams of carbs a day. <laughs> so, literally, as, before before I came on the, before we came on the call, I had the chat beforehand. I was literally scoffing down a heap of rice, just trying to get it into my system before I go back in. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I roughly know what's kind of going into my food. Um, and I'm kind of putting on a, like a, a bit of weight. I've probably put on about five kilos since end of february so um probably need to kind of slow that down a little bit i would say <laughs> yeah. but i was i was so i was so yeah i was so slight uh beforehand i w- like I, I struggled big time trying to eat after the, the show i just caught my stomach had completely swollen or completely shrunken down um and like have you, like you've, you mentioned kind of the, the flexible dieting, which is the, the biggest thing at the minute that I try to kind of say to my clients is, have you got any kind of any tips for someone that kind of struggles with this whole flexible approach or even the kind of the, 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 the other side of the, the kind of the binging side of things? Have you got any tips for anyone dealing with that kind of issues? Well, the thing that uh, helped me in
1: terms of the, like trying to get out of the, the binging side of things is first of all, when it happened to me, cause you know, people who, who are in that routine at the moment it takes it it doesn't just happen over like a week that all of a sudden it just stops when you when you decide to or when you start like flexible dieting it does take some time so what I did like anytime it happened to me again I'd always take note of actually how I felt afterwards like write some notes down so if I felt like it was coming along or I wasn't you know maybe it wasn't the right headspace whatever I'd look back at that notes and say like do I want to feel like that again is it going to do me any benefits just having like sometimes you just do it for emotion like emotional reasons or whatever it is but like it doesn't help you if you if you go and do it for a small stint and then like the aftermath is just not nowhere any better so I used to take notes if it did happen ever and then when I discovered the likes of flexible diet so that like First of all, going from completely restricting, having liver in the morning for breakfast and going from chopped croissants and stuff like that to liver, it was a massive change. So then when I was able to actually introduce things and it just got rid of the desire of I have to wait until Saturday, I have to wait until Saturday. Because if I kept saying no, 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 I just, the desire just kept building up and building up and building up until I got a taste for it on Saturday, I just lost it. So when I figured out that I could actually start covering that on a daily basis, that's it didn't break up anymore. It wasn't like Monday to Friday and then the weekend. It was just Monday to Sunday because I was able to have what I wanted every day. Whereas before it was like Monday to Friday on, Saturday to Sunday off.
0: So many people have that approach. A lot. I, I I did that as well when I was, uh, when I had a when I had a so-called real job. I used to be great on Monday to, to say Thursday and then out in the drink and out in the eating whatever on the weekends and then it would kind of take you until maybe Tuesday to kind of rectify yourself and then you kind of be still be too tired to even do anything and then when you're tired you kind of binge a little bit more because you're looking for a sugar hit to kind of boost up your energy it's a it's a vicious circle and you mentioned that you're kind of your wrote you took notes and stuff like that when you were kind of feeling a little bit low and were prone to are you still doing the kind of the journaling I know I I, I love the journaling side of things so it's a great idea are you still doing the journaling I do
1: try like I'm i've gotten out of the routine of it now in friends and i actually noticed massively my mood side of things the, it's not more the journaling do it's actually setting like kind of a morning and then an evening routine i think is massive for me like say in the morning time if i have like 30 minutes where i wake up a little bit earlier and even if that's just to have a cup of coffee right i'm allowed to do this for the day i do have a gratitude journal which is like a bit of an easy one and um, to like just help me out a little bit because i i do try but it's hard to get me into a routine of doing it but I always like to set 30 minutes in the morning where I kind of set myself up for the day. Even if that's just to kind of put on makeup and my hair and do it that Because I feel so much better for the rest of the day. Puts me in a better mindset for the day. And then evening time as well. And I make sure that like, those 30 minutes, if not 60 minutes, there's no phone in the morning or the evening time. Because the first thing everybody does is look at Instagram. And there's nothing shittier than going, looking at everybody on, in Bali and Thailand and all this shite. And then you're rolling into work or you're sitting on the left of all day. It's, that's not how you want to set up your day no, no. So I try to stay off the phone For at least 30 minutes in the morning
0: And then and I, that's
1: where I take a bit of time for myself
0: And would you kind of How often would you kind of check in on social media during the day Would you kind of be Do you have the notifications on No Yeah you're like me I, <laughs> no,
1: all, yeah. I, take, I take all my notifications off WhatsApp, off my Instagram Emails Because the red dots would make me anxious it's I just need to have like a bit of like if i go onto my phone i look at whatsapp i, I try to set certain hours for the likes of whatsapp because that's worked for me and then the likes of instagram as well like that's a harder one but i know with regards to like the time you can see your screen time how long you're being on your phone or how long you've been on instagram for sometimes checking that gives me a right kick up the arse because i'm like holy god all the hours i just spent it's scary and i know some of it is doing posts and some of it is actually doing the actual proper stuff of
0: it but <laughs> all those hours i'm on instagram is definitely not just me creating posts <laughs> for instagram yeah sometimes you can get so lost in that kind of whole world like as you said looking at people in bali and thailand and stuff like that and looking at kind of uh other people and stuff and living their lives through them or living your life through them and it's 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 just scary and i did like a social media audit and stuff like that before just a uh, brand new year have you ever done one of those or Kind of getting rid of people that weren't kind of being positive towards your head or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I've I've been meaning to take out and go deleting a lot of people. (laughs) I see there's a fair amount I just need to get rid of. And I do sometimes, I have done a couple of times when I notice that it is just when I see all certain pages or whatever it just makes me feel shit, then obviously I just straight away unfollow. But I think I need to actually go in and do a bit of unfollowing. Yeah
0: Um, and like when you're you kind of mentioned your kind of your food and stuff and your calories a little while ago like what does a kind of typical day of food look like for yourself because generally what i found from working with people face to face and online is that people literally some people literally want to be told what to eat um and they want to be kind of like looking at food and they want to be like i should have x y and z and then some people are like if you just give me a recipe i'll stick to that so like what kind of food and stuff are you kind of eating on a day-to-day basis are you quite flexible or is it, or
1: is it fairy? I'm, Yeah, I'm quite flexible. Like, I always have the usual stuff. Like, I'll always, I always push my first meal out. Like, I'm never hungry in the morning for breakfast. So the first thing I get up in the morning time is coffee and dark chocolate. That's the first thing I have every morning. And then I get stuck into the work, and that's how I go about my day. And then until I actually get hungry, then I'll go and make breakfast. And that could vary, like, somebody could be in the mood to make protein pancakes, or it could be in the mood to bloody have toast and eggs. It just completely varies. But that's how I, I like it, because... If I knew I was just making up the same stuff every day, it kind of just takes away the excitement for me of like, oh, what am I going to make today? And even like I've done this with clients before, they just get in such the rut of like they pre-plan one of their days of foods and then they just stick to it Monday the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. And then they'll write in their check-in me, like I'm so bored of my nutrition. I'm like, well, then pick a day or like pick one of the recipes that's in a recipe book and try it at the weekend and change things up a little bit because you just get so such in the rut of eating the same stuff every single time that of course you're going to start getting bored of things if you you keep it at that so i would like to try and set like maybe mini challenges or mini goals to like pick a day of the weekend where you have a bit more time to actually make something new
0: yeah uh, that's a good idea uh and like so many people out there now putting out kind of like recipes and stuff like that up on their social media even just try one of those like i saw i started off doing the the joe wicks uh meals and they they only take like 10-15 minutes and uh they're like they are yeah. some of them are some of them are unreal. I literally have I'm having one of them later on. Um I still use it. It's like a lamb dish, it's phenomenal. Uh yeah. I'll give you the recipe afterwards. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's so good. Um and like one of the other things you kinda you're really, really big on kind of the mindset side of things. Um one of the thing you speak about an awful lot is kind of owning your life and kind of investing in yourself. I know that was one of your kind of your Post a little while ago. Can you kind of expand on this and kind of?
1: Like, see, I I say like investing yourself because I get on so many calls that like say for coaching coaching inquiries, and you kind of go through where they're at at the moment and you know how how it's having an impact on them, and some of the some of the uh, calls I've had, they're so afraid to invest in themselves because like they always put you know people first or you know they'll even say like oh if it was someone else I'd invest in a heartbeat. But because then it's themselves, it feels so self-due, but they never, when they actually have a call with me and they go through the impact that's actually having on them and then how that's reflected in how they interact with their friends or they're not going out because they don't feel confident in what they're wearing out and it actually starts to affect relationships, close relationships like boyfriends, friends, family, and the mood I have on the day. Like, why would you not invest in yourself then? Because it's going to help everybody else around you, especially if your you know, energy is low, you're moody. Like, why do you want to go every single day like that and not just put a bit of investment in? If that's even just to start that 30 minutes in the morning time and just get up a little earlier, take a little bit of care for yourself, get ready for the day, feel good for the day, and start it that way. Like, it doesn't need to be like going into the coaching straight off the bat. But why wouldn't you invest in yourself if you feel like it's having such an impact on other areas of life? And that's when people actually get asked that question because they're never ever asked that question. So when they get on the call with me and they're like, Well, what impact does that have? And they're like, Jesus. And they start listing all this stuff out. And they like, holy shit, what, what am I doing? <laughs> like,
0: why am I letting this go on for so long? It's like, it's such a small thing to kind of even tweak a little bit. Even kind of, as you said, even like 10, 15, 30 minutes a day. is kind of like, I know one of the things when I, when I had Sinead Hegarty on was she was like, she makes sure she reads like 10 pages a day. Just, just it's like her big thing is trying to learn a lot about the mindset stuff and how the brain works. And she tries to... Uh, read like 10 pages a day. And that's her kind of routine. Uh, she tries to do it before she goes on social media, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and m- For me, my thing is to try and get out and get a walk uh, even 20, 30 minutes before I go back in, be- kind of in between clients or in between kind of doing the admin and the programming in here. Um, do you have a kind of go-to for kind of what well, you, you mentioned earlier about your your kind of 30 minutes of kind of just you time? Is there any other techniques that you kind of have heard of before or is there any other techniques that you could recommend to someone else?
1: In terms of like self-investing, kind of self really, yeah. Um, see, I think sometimes support as well is huge. Like I had a, a client there who talked about like she didn't really, really need to, like people were asking her, why do you invest in the coach? Why do you do this? Like you didn't really need to lose that much weight or anything like that but she was saying like that she, every time she said she was going to do something she'd always keep pushing off pushing off pushing off and so unless you had just accountability to support even if that's a friend or something like that to help you along the way I think getting something like that is huge because otherwise you'll keep saying oh, I'll do a morning routine I'll do a morning routine and I don't know how many times I get clients on calls and I go through the morning routine with them they're like yeah I know I should be doing it and they don't do it until I tell them and actually keep an eye on them and make sure, because that's the only way you start including habits, because it doesn't just happen overnight. And they're not going to do perfect in the first week, but if they keep an eye on it, they keep reflecting on their week as well and seeing like, how did that go, so on and so forth, and then making small adjustments then again next week and they have that support and accountability each week to keep them doing it, then at some point they'll be able to move on and do it themselves and they have that routine in there now. But I think getting support and you know if that's a coach or if that's a friend or something like that, is huge in terms of investment in yourself and change and kind of things that you've always said you wanted to do but never actually did it
0: yeah I, thought, I think that's awesome what you alluded to there was regarding how can you expect to kind of make a change or if you're or like you said that you kind of have to put people into check a little bit at times or sometimes with their kind of their habits and stuff like that how can you expect to kind of make so any change in your life if you're not prepared to even kind of put 10 minutes into it even if it is kind of getting your ten thousand steps in or it's kind of making sure you've got a veg with your lunch and your dinner or something like that the small things like that can make a huge difference to kind of if you're trying to fit into some sort of into your dress or you got a wedding coming up or into your suit or whatever it may be so i'm delighted you kind of you brought that that up you are a huge advocate of girls getting strong. I alluded to that in kind of the intro for yourself. You have a glute guide as well with Becca, um, and kind of advocate of car- girls lifting weights. Have you kind of got any advice for girls out there who are afraid to kind of, kind of get bulky and kind of afraid to eat more calories because they think they're going to kind of get too big and not not and feel a little bit fluffy as they say, uh, in clothing and stuff like that. Do you got any advice for them?
1: See that's so it's such a mindset switch because we're always so stuck into fat loss, fat loss, and that's all we look on Instagram as well. Yeah. And the first thing that I get clients to do, say if they're going into a uh, lean gain phase and starting to add some muscle tissue, eat more. Is actually start following people that are doing the same stuff because I can guarantee you all they were following people getting shredded for summer and all this shit. Like that does not coincide with what they're trying to do, and it kind of screws with their own head. So it's kind of trying to follow similar people, similar mindset as well to help you along the way, and then you know see the people always focus on such the negatives yes the scale is going to go up a little bit like it's not going to go up huge or anything like that and you're gonna probably you probably need it like people bark up the wrong tree all the time fat loss fat loss, fat loss. oh why am i not tone why am i not this definition because you don't have the foundation there first and they keep barking up the wrong tree and keep going and that route getting frustrated whereas they change their gear and go the other route and trial it at least They'll see now in a couple of months what, what they were doing wrong and why they were doing it wrong the first time because they were going down the wrong route. And then, even um, with regards to like seeing this gateway going up, the only supposed negative of it, because you'll see strength gains strength going up, you'll feel really, really confident in the gym because your gym lists are going up and your energy will come up, your sleep will be a whole lot better as well, and your confidence overall, and you're going, the, you're going in the right direction, you more food, more flexibility. There's only one negative to it, I suppose you want to call it, is seeing the scales go up, but that's a minimal, minimal thing, but everything focuses on that for some reason, and seeing like maybe the waist measurement come up every so often. It's such a small thing compared to how much benefits you get from
0: it. Yeah, like you and put- like,
1: you can always come back, like, that's why I say you always can come back to a fat space, not to super- you know, when you go on this route, you add a couple of pounds of body fat, but you you get a whole lot more from it. And then there's always a fat loss phase again. It's not as if you can never come back down to it.
0: Yeah, like you you put up, I think, a picture just before we came on of a girl that is literally a point four kilo of a difference, and the 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 difference yeah. in her body composition is frightening. In like only point four kilo, it's it's scary. So it's up on your, I think it's up on your stories at the minute. Or uh, you probably will yeah. be posting it up on your wall as well. Like, it's an incredible, like, and that's the biggest thing that I try to get people to do is taking before and after pics. Try to take a, pi- a few pictures every couple of weeks. It Like, you'll be surprised how much after four weeks, is that, like, if you're doing things semi-right, not, I'm not saying 100% right, even if you're kind of doing 80% uh, decent, wholesome foods, 20% processed foods or whatever it may be, the, and you're, you're kind of doing maybe two or three days, a little bit of training, or even going out for a walk, you'll be surprised how how your body changes so quickly. I'm, i like that that photo was incredible. So, fair play to, to that girl and yourself for doing that. And one of the, she's she's a good one because she actually
1: doesn't care care less about
0: scale. so she's a <laughs> she's a good egg.
1: She's
0: actually good for the scale weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know I I think we all suffer with this. It's kind of the dealing with impatience. And I'd say I could be wrong, but I know when you're kind of do, either doing a cut or a bulk a lot of us kind of do struggle with that kind of side of things. They want the scales to go down or else they want the massive arms for the lads or they want the, the, the bigger glutes or the legs for the girls. Have you kind of got any tips on kind of how to deal with kind of the impatience side of things?
1: See, with guys, like say a good example for me is like the lean gaining phase. Like I didn't realize the time whatsoever, like going through that, like, it, cause I was enjoying training so much. I was enjoying seeing more food coming in. Like that's kind of, I just enjoyed the process the whole way through. Even in my fat loss phases, like I enjoyed the whole process of it. So it didn't it didn't really occur to me how long I was kinda of nearly doing it. It wasn't as if I was like sitting on the other end like going, Oh, that's another week down, that's another day down, that's another day down, and so on, so on, so on, so on, so on. Because then that, that's gonna require a lot of patience if that's how it if that's how it feels. So you have to make sure that you're actually enjoying what you're doing in terms of the gym side of things, the nutrition side of things, that doesn't feel like you're just sitting there waiting for paint to dry.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. Like some people prefer CrossFit, some people prefer going out for a walk, some people may not like the gym, some people may like classes. So it's whatever one you can stick to and adhere to, uh, and one you enjoy and kind of gets the happy hormones of the endorphins going for you is is the biggest thing. And like what um kind of what supplements are kind of you would you recommend to females in particular for kind of to aid a little bit of fat loss or even kind of grow a little bit of muscle
1: so like say supplements i think i i don't really recommend too many supplements like obviously the usual vitamin d and, Z and all those kind of regular multivitamins the only kind of other supplements say that maybe is not on most people's dislikes to so creatine will be the only one and like that's that, kind of the only supplement I'd ever
0: creatine has had this so-called negative stigma attached to it but like it's most researched supplement that's out there at the minute and i think some people think that they're just going to get massive when they take one five gram scoop it's not going to happen uh have you kind of got any have you had any experience of kind of dealing with people who have had issues with taking the creatine or have you had any issues yourself you know with kind of with with creatine and stuff no not at all they're all good they're all good eggs yeah Uh,
1: they're all you haven't got big overnight
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um and we met, I mentioned earlier about your glute guide with uh, Becca and stuff like that have you kind of got go to exercises for yourself and for your online clients and what exercises to kind of go to with the, with the kind of gr- trying to grow the bum
1: like people do all the other the, when people go to the gym they all do all the isolated stuff like the glute everything that has glute in front of it they all say yeah yeah or they'll do all the banded stuff that you see all the Instagram and the fancy writing all around it it's like people think it's so much more complicated there's something special about certain things it's still the same like i always say it's major compound lifts squats deadlifts hip thrust that's the main ones you focus on like yes put in the few extra little bits if you want around it but don't put your whole work around it and there's no special exercise that you're not doing because you're not growing still the three still the three same exercises and building on those and progressing, progressing on those sounds boring as hell and you wish it was something absolutely fancy you're going in now doing random stuff on the Stairmaster master, but it's still the same three exercises that you just focus on, put them into your workout across the week and build and progress on those this. And
0: kinda of, have you got a have you kind of got a rep range that you normally work with with the girls on that you're kind of working with at the minute? It, it
1: completely varies. Like I could be doing you could be doing lower reps and eight reps, ten reps, but then it could go all go all the way up to twenty reps on some of
0: them. Jesus I pity those people that are doing twenty reps in Gloopridge. <laughs> or on hip <laughs> They're poor legs They're poor bums god help them yeah no i
1: complaints already on, on my whatsapp
0: <laughs> oh god like no i did i did legs yesterday i can barely walk at the minute so i'm kind of I'm, I'm i can kind of empathize with some of them if they're struggling today have you kind of got any advice that's for someone that's kind of newbie to the gym like when you first started out you kind of alluded to it already that you kind of met. Ma- you've made a few mistakes. I think we've all made a few mistakes. That's kind of literally. For the guys, it's normally, just train arms. Don't train legs. For, or don't eat enough food, or just eat all the food, or the the, the so-called seafood diet. So just keep eat everything that's in sight. Have you kind of got any advice for anyone starting out in the gym? Uh, well,
1: the way I started in the gym, like I actually like the. I don't know if you heard curves doing like they did it in like a group and you just went to station 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 so that first that's why I first got my foot into the waist and a bit of that atmosphere then um, I went to the actual I went to the actual gym <laughs> <laughs> and that was where the, like I got into the treadmill first and uh, that's where I stayed to try and actually figure out the atmosphere of the place because there's I don't think there's anything more scary I don't know what hell it is but from the line from the cardio to the weights it's like the most nerve-wracking thing to cross that line for some reason that's what i felt like to me and then once you get by there like what i would do is to like set the machines first or something like that again just kind of get the atmosphere of the gym but the more i did that the more i got comfortable in the gym then that's when i built my confidence say oh i'll try now like so variable move dumbbell moves or something along those lines but say if i have a client that's really really nervous in terms of the gym side of things i usually get to like keep it to dumbbell focused workouts so they can get like a couple of dumbbells they go to an area that's a little more quieter comfortable doing it and they can just kind of do their own bits there and again you're still kind of getting the idea of the gym and they're still looking around because they're seeing how people are doing the lap ball and how people are doing dead it's like they're getting a bit of a look around of form side things they're probably seeing PTs doing all this stuff so I like to get and get them comfortable first in the gym because it's nothing worse than me giving a program and saying right do deadlifts do squats do all this stuff because you're scared and shitless and yeah. then there's
0: no way they'll ever come back to the gym it's scary gym how dramatic. it's funny when you look back at where you were like i used to be shit scared of the gym i used to always think that the people would be watching you and stuff like that but now you're yeah. looking at it like they're really not like and the thing is like it's it is a community and like if you are kind of doing something very very wrong like you say if your you're, your bum is coming up in the air with deadlifts and stuff like that where your squats are like horrific, someone will come over to you or should come over to you anyway. So it is a community and it's a great way to meet people. Like there's, there's so many there's like so many people are into the, the fitness buzz and it is a great community. Like I've I've been very, very lucky to to have yourself and 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 various other people on the podcast so far. Like it is scary how small it is, the community but it, it's phenomenal at the same time. With the kind of the fad dieting, the fad dieting, yo-yo dieting is kind of the biggest thing that kind of comes into my DMs. And it's probably the biggest thing that I kind of deal with psychologically with a lot of the online clients and the, the mainly the, the face-to-face clients. Have you got any any advice for anyone coming kind of from this background and how to kind of step away from the kind of the yo-yo dieting or anything like that or the fad diets that are out there?
1: Like if sometimes if... I get clients on a call, like they fill out a form before they get on a call and they list out all the stuff that they've done beforehand and I'm like, look at the amount of stuff you've just done and invested in and done all this crap and you're still here at point A when you're trying to get to point B. It's not working. <laughs> like it's, the only, like you say with regards to the nutrition side of things, people try and make it hard because to get lean and to look the, how they want to look and feel good, it has to be hard to get there and that's what they're trying, that's the headspace they're going into so they're looking for these hard diets or whatever it is and that it needs to be hard to get to where they want to be but then when you pull them back and say look just make small adjustments first go from there and then they start seeing nice easy progress then they're like at the end of each week when they see their progress they're like geez that was that was an easy week that was fine it's like that's exactly how it should be it shouldn't be torture monday to saturday just to see a couple of pounds off the scales or see your waist come down a little bit because if you're able to if, you, if it feels like that on a week you can't really see yourself coming out of that consistency that you're doing But if you're having shakes from Monday to Friday and missing out on so many social events just to drop a few pounds scales, you have to ask yourself, well, is this something that I'll keep up? Will I see myself doing this long term? That's actually the first thing I ask someone who messages me and says, I'm doing this keto diet. I'm doing this shake diet. Okay. Do you see yourself doing that in a couple of months from now? No, not really. Then why are you doing it? (laughs) You're going to come back to square one if you keep doing the way you're doing it. So always ask yourself that question when you go about certain, like it's okay, you might prefer keto or prefer that kind of route, but ask yourself that question before you kind of continue what you're
0: doing. I think that's, I think it's phenomenal advice. I like, I, that, I like, Danny Lennon had had a guest on, Stuart Taylor on his podcast on Sigma Nutrition. He alluded to that, like when you're picking a diet or you're picking a so-called lifestyle, can you can you see yourself doing it in like 10, 15 years? And I'm glad delighted you mentioned keto because that seems to be the one of the buzzwords at the minute. It's like you're going to be on fuck all carbs. And like carbs are great. Uh, carbs should be eaten. Like. Yeah, I know. Carbs are key. I know different people work off fast. You're
1: eating 500 grams of them. You're
0: not going to get rid of carbs anyways. No, I'm definitely not. I, I think I might. I think that's what the problem was with the photo shoot. I was on like 100 grams. I was on 100 grams of carbs for two weeks before the shoot. I literally looked like death. Uh, and there's a photo up me on Instagram. I, I look like, I think it was the Monday before the shoot and the Friday. I look like hell. Uh, uh oh, it's horrible. So if
1: you
0: ever not want to do low carb, going up is your phone. Oh my god, it's horrible. I've literally no soul. It's five <laughs> o'clock in the morning as well. It's not pretty. A lot of people, uh, the buzzword, another buzzword, buzzword that's kind of coming in at the minute, like is kind of motivation. Uh, and a lot of people, motivation will fluctuate. And motivation, I I believe anyway, is kind of internal and so many people think i must have like hard rock music in my ears ears to be motivated or which is fair enough some people can kind of get a little bit of a kick from it but have you kind of got any tips on how to deal with the lack of motivation when they're when they're they're training or struggling to train
1: so a lot of this is where like um like we clients so we focus on training nutrition side things but we focus a lot on the mindset side things because when you have a day where Your motivation's not that great. Whatever. This is where the mindset comes in, and when you're able to choose, like, am I going to go to the gym or not? So we do a lot of like planning and organizing your week. So if you have your gym session in and your week is planned out, it makes it harder for you to say no to it, even if you're just feeling a bit off that day. You have the hour or two set aside to go to the gym, train, come home, whatever it is. So you've already planned it in for that week, so it makes it a whole lot harder to say no. And then as well with the mindset side of things you have to kind of work it same with the training same with your nutrition you have to work in the mindset side of things in terms of building that resilience to be able to do times you just don't feel like doing it all the time so i think that needs to be focused on just because people just put that aside and just keep going and going and going focus just on training nutrition but like i think they're the building blocks to be able to do that long term
0: i think that's phenomenal advice i'm definitely robbing that quote build build the mindset to build the <laughs> resilience that's I think that's gonna be the title of the episode that that I think we have it. I literally taking notes here, and I literally have a piece of paper in front of me here with loads of different notes. Steve, what you have just said, so definitely robbing those to help the clients. Um, like we we spoke a little bit off air, and we were speaking a little bit earlier about kind of social media as well. Um, and it can it can be amazing. Like I've met amazing people through it, and some of the messages and stuff that kind of come in from it, particularly since I started doing the podcast. And it's it's definitely it's definitely changed the world. Sometimes it can be good, sometimes it can be bad. Have you how do you do you have any mechanisms that you kinda of put in place for yourself on how you deal with the low times or any mechanisms that you kinda of have for some clients are dealing with kind of stay off your screen, that kind of thing? Like we were talking about a little bit earlier.
1: So what I do for clients like to try and reduce their phone screen time is actually set them where we try and get sixty minutes is the max that we want is that the morning time, 60 minutes in the morning time, no phone, 60 minutes in the evening time. We start at maybe 30 minutes minimum to begin with. And first, they'll do that for the first week. Obviously, that would be probably torture for them for the first week. but they'll know is that the productivity levels in the morning is a whole lot, is a whole lot better. They get so much shit done in the morning time when they're not on the phone for the 60 minutes. They have the laundry on, they have the washing done, they have the pots pot and pans cleaned. Like they do so much. And then once by the time the end of the week, they don't really want to get back on the phone because they see how much time they have throughout the day and they wants to go on their phone and do that. But it gets them so set up in the morning to have like 60 minutes off. And even mindset-wise as well, like they're not waking up, seeing, you scroll scrolling through, seeing all these savage bodies and place that they want to be and all this, all this kind of crack. They start with their day and kind of set it up how they want to do what they have tasked for that day rather than seeing what everybody else is doing first. Like there is nothing shittier than getting in bed when people know they have to roll into work at night and sit down all day and do whatever they have to do. So that's, that's number one for me anyways, in terms of social media. It helps in terms of bringing down the time that you spend on it.
0: And is there a particular app that you kind of recommend for them to track? The time? Yeah.
1: Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a uh, screen timer, but...
0: <laughs> but that's <laughs> just, just another like app to look at your time screen. Time. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. I, I, I sometimes say... No,
1: what I get, actually... The what I actually get clients to do is get like an old school clock instead of their phone on the site so they, they they don't have their phone near them in the morning time and then they don't have it they don't have that excuse oh, I need to turn my phone alarm on before I go to bed
0: yeah the minute it's
1: in your hand if that's all that starts it just snowballs
0: uh, and it's, then
1: you're up at like two o'clock in the morning scrolling still through Instagram it's, <laughs> still waiting to put on your alarm on the, on the phone yeah, exactly yeah and
0: then it's like yeah, I've got three hours sleep and now I have to go and work and train and look after <laughs> the kids and whatever it's yeah it's a vicious circle um, you put up a, a post a little while ago regarding of so the majority of my clients and the majority of your clients are females or I think all your yeah. clients are females, is that correct? Yeah, so I think 90, yeah. 99% of mine are female and the kind of bloating is kind of one of these big things that particularly for females, I maybe I hope I'm not out of out of hand for saying that is kind of one of the big things that kind of females have to deal with uh, particularly on a certain time of the some of the cycle how do you kind of recommend for clients to deal with it i know everyone every female is completely different and that's the biggest thing that i've learned i never thought in my right mind would i have to watch three hour lectures on menstrual cycles and learn all that psychology the different drafts of the training and but like it's it's really interesting the side of things and it's definitely changed it's definitely got better results for the clients but do you have any do you have any advice for people for, for the females that are listening on how to kind of deal with deal with the bloat as they call it? Around that time of month, is it? Yeah, or else or even just, just even just even just food. Food could be like food is a big thing. I know I I've, I've one or two clients that struggle, like as soon as they touch like bread or rice, they literally just expand. Um it doesn't even have to be on the time of the month.
1: Like, say, in terms of bloating, like, oh, just overall, like, say, for me, I've, I've really, really bad, really, really bad bloating, like, hard pains, stomach cramps, like, it's not, that's bloat, like, it's not, oh, I had a big meal, and now it's a uh, bloat, like, it's completely different, that's, that's just your stomach expanded from food, but, like, say, in terms of, like, bloating overall, like, it's, sometimes people just go about their day and think that's normal, it's like, it's, oh, yeah, just bloated and their stomach's hard, and all this kind of crap, but it's not normal, especially if your bowel movements as well aren't regular and daily, like, it's not normal but people just presume it is because they they never have the conversation never ask (laughs) so that's that's where first of all i'd see it's not always food related as well like sometimes for me it's stress related sleep related training that kind of stuff so i'd look at that first and those those kind of again like building blocks first and then if you've sorted that out and you're still getting those issues then maybe look at food inside things and see what maybe is causing it and usually like it's going to be 30 minutes or sooner after meal. Start going back to that meal, it's happening regular, regular. Then you can start pinpointing things a little bit more. But you need to focus, like, it's not just like take out bread, okay, now not vote. Like, you need to to figure out the stress and sleep because a lot of that is the main, well, I know for me it is, that's the main ones. And once you handle the stress and sleep side of things, then it makes looking at if it is a food issue then afterwards. And then around the cycle side of things, like, that's a week. And I just say, like, sometimes clients will do their weight checks or whatever it is. Because what a mind fuck is that? Like, they know they're going to be up. They know their weight's going to come below because they're bloated as hell. So, I just sometimes, like, some people do it and they're fine. They don't care. Cool. But if people are just like, this is shit, then I'm like, don't do it then that week. Because <laughs> you know it's not going to change. It's, it's just, it just depresses you for the day, even though you know exactly well why it's up. Some people just can't get past. They can't associate themselves with scales and the number that pops up. Yeah. So, it's... sometimes just don't in that week.
0: Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't do that. Like, I. I make little flags up on the programs and stuff like that, and on the kind of the questionnaire when people sign up, with me online and face to face. Is I need to know the on average the length of their cycle, and there's apps that people can get to track their periods. And it's probably one of the things I try to get most of my female clients to do is to, so they that they understand how their body works, but also how it impacts in their training. So for like most females, yeah. for some females generally the week before is when they're going to get the pbs the week of is literally do no conditioning literally get out for a walk if you can that would be kind of you get your get your fresh air into you that would be really a little bit of cardio if you want and just try and stay away and just kind of just don't go off the rails with the food i know when people like particularly kind of the bit the binging kind of happens majority of the time for kind of people and around that time of the month like if you want the chocolate eat it but just don't go fucking whole hog and so, eat the whole.
1: East. Sometimes like I always bring like calories up to like even maintenance just to make that week a yeah. little bit easier. Especially like a lot of the clients now I have, they actually they actually find that week okay. Like I've actually had t- <laughs> <laughs> <email> <laughs> clients that actually find that week not too bad. But like some like will they just cannot cope with the day. They're they feel absolutely hungry, craving, and that. So necessarily I just bring their calories up a little bit, maintenance wise, to get them through that week. And yeah. just, it makes their life a little bit easier, and that's.
0: That's how I go about it sometimes. Depends. Yeah, I yeah, I, I tend to bring it up by maybe about three to five hundred calories. Um, and then yeah. it depends on how they're feeling and if they don't even if they don't even want the chocolate, try to get a little bit of fruit. So like kind uh, of the happy hormone in the brain's kinda of hit with the kind of the sugar going in. Uh, it's also kind of a tool that I use and it seems to work and just kinda of, just gen, get out for some oxygen, get out for some air. Just kind of get the steps up at least. If you're not, if you if you feel a little bit demotivated and stuff like that, that's fair enough. Um, I think the menstrual cycle is kind of one of those things that's kind of just. It's kind of I struggled with it, understanding it when I first started out, and I think a lot of, even females still struggle with it. I did a seminar on Saturday in our gym, and. The, I got a couple of messages from a couple of the girls that were in the seminar afterwards, and they had no idea of how, how to train around the cycle, and I was very shocked about that. Uh, or else he even how to deal with the cravings. I was very very surprised. Um, so it's it's, it's crazy. Um, I think we're. Uh, I know the kind of the time we're recording this is kind of still mental health awareness month. Uh, have you kind of have you ever had any issues with this side of things or have you kind of got any advice for anyone that's out there struggling with any kind of issues out there
1: like see see the mental health of things like i wouldn't be too like i'm not too bad but like like anybody i have days where i just wake up and things just feel shit everything is just shit and it could and you can either let it roll into another day another and easily see how that happens because that's happened to me as well, I just keep letting it roll, and it's everything's shit, and you just keep focusing on the negatives, and you just make it worse, it's like, it starts like this, like a ball, and then you just keep making it bigger, and bigger, and bigger, because you just keep going with the negatives, what's going wrong, um, and what happened to me the last time, was just, I felt completely shit, and I just, instead of me bottling up, and sometimes I'll write things down, like, I'll do a bit of a brain dump, like, maybe, and figure it out myself why I feel low sometimes I could just feel low for just feeling low for some random reason and I can't even figure it out myself so even kind of doing a bit of brain dump of what's going through my head what I'm trying to sort out and figure out even myself what could be like my to-do list or like things I'm trying to think about and need to get done all that kind of builds up in my own head and then sometimes then the last time which I've never done actually before I told my brother about I just said I was feeling really low and he was so sad and he kind of brought me out of that little ball that I was in the little bubble I was in and so just getting that. I think it just you need that then to like stop it to going into another day, another day, another day. I just told him, and like he was absolutely so excited. We went and got Pichamex, and I was happy. Out. <laughs> so it's just I think it's so scary to say something even to my bloody brother. But once you do it, just like it just opens things again, and then you're back to regular mindset the next day. <laughs> it's
0: so, it's so it's so funny how even just talking to one person uh well like i'm very I, i'm very very lucky i've got a i've got a great family and great great group of friends and i like i i've kind of two or three go-to people to literally if there's something going on i will literally kind of say i'd love voice note is the greatest thing that's ever been invented Let's just pop them a voice note yeah. <laughs> it's so good and like one of my best mates lives in Australia. So let you voice note him or if he's gone some through something, let you voice note and it can be sorted. Like they you know the answer generally before you ask the question. Well, what's going on? You just need someone to like say, cop the fuck on Shane, or whatever it is. Yeah, like mental health is kind of one of these things. And for anyone that it has struggled, I know for me, this may not work for everyone, is talking to someone or talking to someone professionally. Uh, And one thing that's kind of definitely changed my train of thought on kind of mental health is a book called Lost Lost Connections by Johan Harry. Harryman, I think it's called. It's 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 phenomenal. It's worth to read. It's it's definitely changed the way I've thought about kind of mental health that it's not. Some people may have a predisposition to kind of having the chemical imbalance or whatever it may be, but it's mainly situational. It's mainly something's happened and you just haven't hit the hit the under layer of it and kind of chatting to someone definitely help has helped me anyway so that's my that's my two cents on it uh,
1: what i get uh, clients to do as well is sometimes because we have like reflection sheets in the past week and one of the questions on it like or say what did you struggle with last week and then we ask the question of like well if you had someone or if you were in that position and you were like saying advice to yourself what would you say to yourself and sometimes being out that outside perspective like if they had a really really shit day in the gym or whatever and they're getting so focused in on it and then you say well what would you say to yourself if you're if someone else is in that position well you'd say look it was only one day when you calm down and then they're like yeah well why am I not saying that to myself so it's just need to have a bit of an outside perspective and yeah. how you how you talk to yourself and there's a book that I'm actually reading it's like what to say when you talk to yourself that is the book and I'm halfway through that and that's kind of what I go through a little bit as well and do you so kind
0: of me- you know if it helps. <laughs> <laughs> and do you kind of read a lot of kind of mindset stuff or would you kind of meet, read a lot of kind of nutrition and fitness side of things or what would you, what kind of stuff would you normally read?
1: It's actually more, it's more the, it's like the podcast more for the nutrition side of things. Like I'll listen to Sigma or I'll go to seminars and that kind of stuff. But the books is more actually the the mindset books. So I'd actually more so read. Like there's a book I really want to read. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing
0: and that's one book i really really want to get stuck into i think it's on my list i literally have a notes thing on my phone and i literally have a list i'm trying to work my way through it and audi- like <laughs> it's, it's it's every day i listen to a podcast and someone mentions a book it's like shit i really have to listen to that or i have to uh, read it but there's only so much time in the day my like podcasts are, are are awesome and the audiobooks audible is phenomenal especially just stick it on the car yeah. And you've got got like 20, 30 minutes and kind of that's an hour a day. And that's like a load of chapters and you'll learn something when you're trying to concentrate on the road. That is, uh, I tend to zone out. (laughs) So last but not least, Sarah, we're going to talk a little bit about the online coaching service that you kind of offer at the minute. Like I've seen some of the transformations of the girls that you work with and all credit to those guys and all credit to you. Some of them are phenomenal. Um, So fair play to you on that. Can you kind of explain how you kind of got into the whole space and explain to anyone that's unaware of what online coaching is, like what exactly it kind of involves?
1: So like people, are the first thing that uh, people are scared about online coaching is that it's not not PT, you're not seeing someone in person. But I think it's just, if not better than sometimes PT, because you only see PT once a week, sometimes or twice a week. Whereas, say, with my online clients, I'm on them with WhatsApp. If they're struggling, I usually hop on a call anyways, and they have weekly support calls with me to go through the week and how things have gone. So I think that's a lot more than the likes of PT. And then how I got into the online coaching side things, I started to compete inside things. The coach that was coaching me, which is Ashley Cooks, he actually brought me and took me on board as an online coach with Ashley Cooks Fitness. And he's been an absolutely massive mentor for me and just – learn about the business side of things learn about coaching fulfillment support with clients it's it's been like such a opportunity for me and like i would not be where i am now if i didn't actually have someone to bring me that direction and i think you do need like people just start online coaching they don't know where to start and like that's what i would have been i wouldn't know i don't think i even would even would have started on the coach because i wouldn't have a clue where to start, or i'd do it wrong wouldn't go right whatever it is so having someone that's maybe like he's he's nearly 30 maybe I don't know <laughs> but he's definitely a good couple of years ahead of me so having someone that's kind of gone through the process doing all the PT now a couple of years into the online coaching having someone ahead of me there and better mindset better better me overall in terms of the online coach settings it's good because it keeps me on top of things it keeps me on my game to try and progress because otherwise I would stay in a low like I would stay in a little comfort zone if I didn't have someone say well are you going to do this are you going to try this now? Because I'd I'm a little comfort because I'm happy here, but I I want to try more. if I need that someone to kick me out that way to get there. So that's how I started the online coaching side of things, and it's been a major learning curve.
0: <laughs> it really, uh, Like I've got a my coach is over in the UK, and Jack was on the podcast as well. And Jack's been like I was very lucky to meet Jack at a AJ Morris Revive Stronger um, <laughs> seminar. I met Jack, I've been following him for a while anyway, but like he uh he's phenomenal. Like he he knows his shit like the back of his hand. I've definitely learned how to I've changed how I online coach now. So all with the online coaching that I offer, I do like a a YouTube video, personalized YouTube video to all the clients. And yeah. that's one thing that I've kind of changed and it's 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 up to the game of the results big time. Uh it's such a small yeah. thing. Uh, and I love the way you kind of talk about the hands-on approach, the the voice. Like we we spoke about voice notes there, kind of text messages, all this kind of stuff. Like it, it's 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 so good. Um, and do you.
1: I see all my clients. We all have we all have Skype calls because I think it's good. Like same way as if you had someone in PT, you can kind of go through their week with you and yeah. like delve it out a bit deeper. Because some people, like if you're just texting or if you just send an email, you kind of vaguely go through the through the week and how it's gone and so that but if you actually get someone a call and they cha cha, then at least you can start to figure out why it went wrong or what happened or what their actual week was like because it's so hard to see that i think just on a text message the text message to help throughout the week if they do like something happens and they just need help with or whatever it is or you have a question but i think the happens for calls or the likes of the youtubes or something like that where you can kind of go back and forth i think going back and forth with a client is huge especially you know before they start the week they've had like a bit of support where especially if their outside sources like their family or their friends don't understand what they're doing or they're not in the same they don't understand why they're training or why they're doing this and so on and so forth nice to have someone who's you know supporting you along the way and you're able to go through that and have a chat with regards to your week and what went well what didn't
0: I think mean, that's I think mean, that's awesome because like We've alluded to already like kind of like that there will be ups and downs along your kind of your motivation there will be ups and downs along your training. Uh, and it's it's kind of important to kind of, like well, as you said, to write it down and kind of what the, the points and kind of what what almost triggered the low point. And you kind of might be able to be able yeah. to change that down the line. And notice that was uh, that. And that's a phenomenal point. Um i'm where like i'm gonna put in your all your details onto the little bio that i put up on itunes and spotify so everyone can find out your details okay. if if they don't know who you are i don't know where they've been but i'll put in your details <laughs> nonetheless uh sarah is everywhere on social media uh and all credit to her for doing that um one of the questions i've started asking in the last little while uh, is kind of do you have a motto for life at all or do you have kind of one of those little things Motto for life? Yeah, this is the one that everyone gets stuck on. <laughs> I sent you over the questions yeah. as well.
1: I know, and I still don't know a motto for my life. <laughs> I'm so bad at those kind of things. Or like, what's your favourite quote of the week or something
0: like that. <laughs> I'm
1: so bad at that kind of stuff. Motto for life. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe I haven't learned about it. After <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, what's your motto for life? Uh, just be sound. It takes more effort to be a prick. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Or else, if I'm feeling a little bit hangry or I haven't had enough carbs, which is very rare these days, is one of my, one of the lads keeps kind of says that. Don't be at me. It's kind of one of those things. Like if you're feeling a little bit low, just don't be at me. It's so simple, but it's uh, <laughs> it's effective.
1: Effective, yeah.
0: So what's what's coming up next for Sarah? What's the what's the next big thing that's coming up? Well,
1: not 100 sure, but I know I'm solely now going online now from here on out. So this is my only gig online coaching. So I definitely want to go hell for leather for the next rest of this year anyways and see where it takes me. I'm also going to Bali. so I have to go and experience the Bali life for two weeks. Oh yeah. And then from there. Yeah. When when are you heading over? I'm going to see Becca.
0: Oh are you? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't uh, no, go over there Kyle. Fair play. I couldn't recommend Asia anymore. I want to go to Bali. I haven't been to Bali. I've been to Thailand loads, but i haven't been to Bali yet. So fair play. Uh, all credit to you. If you can make it work, just do it. So Sarah, thank you so much for for coming on and giving up your time. I know you're you're busy, busy doing all the the coaching and doing all your check ins and stuff like that. And I I wish you the best of luck for the upcoming year. And I, I hope you enjoy the travels.
1: Thanks so much. Thank you
0: for so much having me on. No, it's been awesome. So thank you so much.